electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. And live from the NASDAQ market site overlooking New York's Times Square, this is Fast Money. I'm Tyler Matheson, in for Melissa Lee. People were throwing things just a moment it ago on the Times Square. I wish you could have been here to see it. Tim Seymour was throwing things. Karen Fireman was very well-behaved. Steve Grasso was uh, loud but well-behaved, not throwing anything. And Guy Adami is here tonight on Fast. Hold the eggnog, folks, because one Wall Street firm just went full-blown Grinch on the retail mm. sector ahead of Christmas. We will break down the names on the naughty list. Plus, from bond king to stock picker, Bill Gross says this is his best investment idea right now. It may surprise you. And later, a hidden housing play. Why one options trader says this builder breakout is about to get hammered. But we begin with big new developments on Boeing. The stock falling hard today, taking the Dow down with it on news that a former Boeing employee may have misled federal regulators about the safety of its 737 MAX planes. Phil LeBeau has been following the story all day for us and joins us from Chicago. Hi, Phil. Tyler, you know the old expression, you're seeing the sausage being made? My photographer, Bob Pollock, handing me new documents we have just received from Capitol Hill regarding what a former chief technical pilot for Boeing may have known uh, when the MCAST system, which is crucial to the 737 MAX, was being developed. This all goes back to 2016 messages that were turned over on Capitol Hill. In one of those messages, he says, oh, shocker alert. MCAS is now active down to M2. It is running rampant in the sim on me, the sim referring to the simulator. Again, remember, they're in the process of developing the MCAS system back in 2016. A couple of texts later, or a couple of messages later, he messages a co-worker, so I basically lied to the regulators unknowingly. What exactly did he mean when he said he lied to the regulators? We received a statement from his attorney, that is the chief technical pilot's attorney. He says, if you read the whole chat, it is obvious that there was no lie. The simulator was not reading right and had to be fixed to fly like the real plane. Mark's career at Air Force, at FAA, at Boeing was about safety. He would never put anyone in an unsafe plane. By the way, Boeing, we reached out to them today. They say that they are cooperating not only with the probes on Capitol Hill, but also with the Department of Transportation, as well as the Department of Justice. Guys, I, I'm just getting some documents, copies of emails from that former chief technical pilot uh, that was sent back in uh, early uh, 2016, I think. And uh, we're going to go through these to see what else they say. Some of the headlines that we're seeing regarding these emails. So, uh, one of them says that uh, the chief technical pilot said he would be, quote, unquote, tricking regulators into accepting FAA-approved 737 MAX training. So, guys, we're going to go through all of these emails. We may have an update in a little bit for you. But certainly a day where a lot of documents are coming out and people are saying, 
What did they know, and when did they know it, and why are we hearing about it before now? Let me ask you just one quick follow-up question, if I might. The lawyer for this uh, technical pilot has denied yep. that there was any kind of lie, but what was this individual referring to ostensibly when he said, I may have uh, unwittingly, I think was his word, lied unknowingly. to... Unknowingly. Unknowingly lied to the regular. What was he referring to, and what does he mean by unknowingly? Well, it, that's... Two great questions there that we would love to find out the answer to. By the way, we have asked this attorney for the, the pilot uh, if he could provide greater clarification on this. Um, we don't know, Tyler. There's no okay. way for us to know exactly what he's talking about. Uh, and in terms of why these documents are coming out now, remember that Dennis Mullenberg will be, cap, uh, will be on Capitol Hill October 29th and 30th testifying once before the Senate, once before the House, who are looking into the 737 MAX. Boeing had to forward these uh, documents to them since that testimony was coming up. So mm -hmm. that's one reason why we're hearing about it now. Uh, but as you look through these emails, uh, the big question is, what was in the mind of Mark Forkner, who was the chief right. technical pilot at Boeing at that time in 2016. All right, Phil, keep us posted. If you find out more, let us know. Let's trade the name. Now, does anybody here on the desk own this uh, company? Anybody own Don't Boeing? Don't own it. I, I tell you what, Tyler, though, I, I, over the last few weeks, to me, it's really been a question of when do I jump back into the name? Because, it, you know, although we've speculated on to really more structural issues with the company, when do they get max deliveries back in place? If they have to delay and actually you have to start to kind of uh, move down some of your EPS numbers. But, but that otherwise, this has played out to me similar to other times when we've seen there be an FAA disruption of Boeing. But, but look, right now, there's nothing in today's announcement that says you need to go in there and do anything. Uh, and in fact, um, look, I can play uh, simulator with that simulator conversation, but I don't really know the context of that conversation. And it would be crazy for an investor, I think, to try to And the stock in. has acted incredibly well with yeah. everything that's All been thrown at it. It was up 12% basically up until today. But to Tim's point, I think you have to wait. You, so, you sort of want to wait to the return of the max, but you can't wait to the exact return of the max because then you're going to miss a lot of that run-up into the return of the max. But if you got in early, this is the type of event that you see. So unfortunately, now you're benched if you're a bull. If, in if you look at that chart right there, it looks like it's lost about $90 from uh, early March, right? The 90 or maybe even $100 a share uh, from early March. So to your point, maybe it is getting to a point where it's an investigatable. Karen, you own some of the airlines. I do. This, right. this whole situation is messing with their numbers and their ability to transport passengers. Right. Well, it's, you know, for depends on which airline. Right. So you have Southwest having a ton of exposure. You have some others like Delta, Delta for less. example, Delta, which Jeff actually Lou, has been very the, little or none. Right? Delta has been sort of the beneficiary of the capacity that others aren't able to meet because they don't have this, these planes yet. And, but Delta has also had incremental expenses trying to service those customers. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag. I'm not sure. I, I had thought Boeing was acting pretty well. It stopped going down on what had been some bad news here and there. This obviously is sort of a, a different kind of bad news that really we don't know exactly what it is yet. And it is possible that, as Tim said, we have some different context that ultimately February or March when they were talking about having the 737 MAX in in the air, maybe that's maybe that's the, still what possible. The, what maybe. the airlines want is a is a is a date certain. Yes, 
where they, they can, can get, yes. count on this plane being certified to fly again. Right. Uh, so, I mean, running a business like that, you need certainty, even if it's not the exact timing that you wanted. Just having that certainty and knowing how to plan your business is really important. Boeing has been through, Guy, this kind of stuff, not this kind of stuff before, but they've had delays that... that uh, messed up the 787 Dreamliner Many times over and the last other second. things, yeah, absolutely. major hairballs that have, that have really hurt the stock. By the, the way, past. welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're it's much, good to be here. Much more handsome in real life than you are on the TV. I'm going to die. You're, you're much more handsome in real life. I'm, I'm going to take off my jacket. It's not a quid pro quo. You like what I did there? No quid pro quo. Look, I don't know what was in this gentleman's mind when he sent the message. It might have been innocuous. I think the real problem is the FAA is saying, you know what, Boeing withheld internal conversations or internal messages from us. Again, I'm not saying there's a cover-up. It's not my point. But this should have been out months ago, it seems to me, if Boeing had any inkling that it was even there. So does the stock traded? Well, you can make that argument. But quite frankly, since this thing cratered back in March to 375, it's effectively gone sideways until today. It's had some ups and downs. Reports on October 23rd. Is there any compelling reason to go racing into this thing before earnings? I say no, and I think we've said that for a while. Tim makes great points. And by the way, the defense sector, which is significant, gets no credit in this environment, probably justifiably. So I say wait and see what they say on the 23rd, and I think you get an opportunity to buy it even cheaper than where it closed today. All right, folks, let's leave that one there. And coming up, Credit Suisse just put out a naughty list of retail stocks before the holidays, but could some of these names actually be stocking stuffers? Oh. Oh. Plus, wind and find the true cost of those EU tariffs that will hit some of your favorite foods and beverages. And later, Lady Gaga meets the edge of glory. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. The must see video. Well, you just saw it. It got all of us talking. Are we allowed to show that? Oh, we. I mean, I know it's cable TV, but what is that? I mean, how could you know that? We're not trying to New York City. Much more fast money. You're going to see this a lot, folks. We'll be right back. I'm surprised it's not a boomerang. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura's been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. And welcome back to Fast Money. The countdown is on. 68 days or thereabouts wow. left until Christmas. Scary. But wait. It may not be all milk and cookies. You're a mean one. Credit Mr. Suisse Green. just added some big names to their naughty list ahead of the holiday shopping season. Macy's, Gap, L Brands, downgraded. Credit Suisse says low valuation will not be enough to protect the stocks from further downside. So are these retail names on your naughty or nice list 
Karen, you mm. elf you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've been called a lot of things. Never that. that. Never, never that. that. Yeah, never that. Yeah. But that's okay. I, you know, it was interesting. I read the piece. I think they have a lot of uh, interesting points to make. I kind of agree with them. I think that had they said that six months ago, it also would have been true. A low price wouldn't have helped them. One thing that I did look at, just because I'm curious, Macy's, which has a lot of asset value given their real estate, this this uh, statistic was the most interesting one to me. This is the, no, that's not it. Interesting, maybe that's not it. It's the book value of Macy's, which is now well below one. So that's interesting to me for an asset-rich company. That's not it either. But anyway, um, <laughs> all the other ones, Nordstrom, Kohl's, Dillard's, uh, Hudson Bay, all of them trade north of one or significantly north of one. That's interesting to me. It shouldn't be enough to, to have one make an uh, in investment in Macy's just because it trades below book value. But it's just a sign of how unbelievably cheap Is this and a how sector to dabble in, guys? It, it's certain names. I mean, but it's not the retailers like Macy's and Nordstrom. Those are trading vehicles. The stocks that have worked, and we've talked about them, because I know you watch Fast Money. By the I way, do. nice job taking your jacket off. I Extraordinarily did. Did you see sexy. That? Look. I, to be I mean, Costco is looking you, brilliant. You'd see Costco. I know you talk about it on your Power Lunch I show. Do. Yes, That's I been do. a monster. I mean, their September comps were very strong in this environment. I think Dana Telsey and her group just put a 315 price target on it, which is pretty much where we are now. But I st still think there's upside in names like Costco, Home Depot. And even a name like Dollar Gen, which has been a monster. Target up 70%. Costco's up 50%. Yes, Target's charts, amazing. Charts looked intact. Ross Stars, Ross Stars has benefited from the China tariff war. Yeah. So those are the names that, until that tariff issue goes away, probably will still continue. The chart looks excellent to me. But I think once the uh, trade wars concludes, if ever, this is a sell. So, I mean, speaking of naughty, I'm surprised we didn't run some gratuitous footage when we talked about L Brands. Thank you. We usually have uh, some naughty oh, footage. Well, yeah. it, it, you know, it sells TV shows. But in terms of L Brands, what hasn't been selling is Victoria's Secret. And, and Bath and Body Works has certainly been a bright spot for the company. And we've, look, this has been a very lumpy turnaround, if you want to call it that. And clearly we haven't gotten that. I, here's what I say about the Credit Suisse note. Who, who, who has rung the bell and told us anything new today? I mean, we, I don't think there's anything structural. If, if, look, if there's some insight into 4Q, into holiday sales, which we think is, is I, I don't know how we know those numbers yet. I, I get there are channel checks to look at. Um, we all know that Macy's and L Brands have been struggling for a long time. And valuation is not why you go after them. You go after them after because of a stabilization in, in the core business that's falling off. And, and at L Brands, I think the Victoria turnaround is slow but happening. You know, what's uh -huh. interesting is that all of those names, Macy's, uh, L Brands, and Gap, the only one that's close to oversold on a relative strength index, RSI, is L Brands. So you're looking for these reversion trades. If you wanted to pick a bottom in a retail name, I'd go with the most underperforming stock, L Brands. All right. Uh, hold on. Okay. I know your job is to ask questions. I know it's a short show, but why did we play that? What was with the Lady Gaga thing? I mean, that was... Well, you we're can't just come leave back it to hanging. That. No, we're coming Are back to coming that. Are you coming back? We're coming back to that. now. Take a deep no, breath. No, I mean... We're going to come back to that. You're going to see that. Thank you. Yourself. We have a news alert on the opioid makers, Contessa Brewer uh, back at headquarters with the details. Contessa. Yeah, and Tyler, in this case, more specifically, it's with the distributors. We're talking about McKesson, Cardinal Health, Amerisource, Bergen. It looks like there is no settlement right now 
with the states and the counties who want these distributors to put up in a big way for all of the costs that they have been saddled with in the opioid crisis. The states and counties basically say that the settlement proposals are severely inadequate. Right now, that settlement proposal is $18 billion. And what has happened is the county executives have come together and thanked the judge to allow the trial to move forward. That's scheduled on Monday in Ohio. Just one reminder that Teva settled its outstanding litigation with Oklahoma the night before that trial was scheduled to begin. We still have a weekend to go, but right now, no deal. And, and you can see those stocks moving in after hours there uh, and moving negatively. Contessa, thanks very sure. much. All right, let's move on. Uh, shall we talk a little bit about that? You want to talk about the uh, drug distributors? Or? Well, I, I'll just simply say, Tyler, we had a big pop in those names literally in the week when we thought that they were out of the clear. This, this issue is not going to go away. The opioid crisis in this country is an emotional issue and one that I think that not only will you see civil damages, I expect. And you've got Teva and you've got Johnson & Johnson in the heart of it. J&J has been fighting these uh, cases, uh, as has Teva. And, and some people today are saying Teva. J&J has another ta uh, talc problem as they well. They have another so talc this, problem. This is one that can't get out its own way. But to Tim's point, all these names have popped recently 15 to 20 percent. So another batch of bad news could be seen as another headwind. And you could see that those easy profits that you made, not so easy, in the last month could probably give at least half back. I'm always amazed when I look at those drug distributors at how enormous they are in terms of revenues. I think they're, uh, the ones we just mentioned there are all in the top 15 among American businesses in revenues. Huge companies. Mm -hmm. and Huge. McKesson's a $30 billion company. McKesson's gone from the stock 128 to 152 in about, I don't know, a week and a half. I mean, that's a pretty significant yeah. movement. Real quick, J&J. And we've said this now for a while. It looks compelling, but the headline risk is such that that 121 level that we saw in December of 2018 is, is absolutely in play. All right, let's move on. Uh, CNBC sat down with PIMCO co-founder Bill Gross at his home out in Newport Beach. The former Bond King is now a uh, stock picker. Mm. And he gave CNBC's Brian Sullivan his favorite play right now. Let's see what it is. Allergan, which, uh, which manufactures um, lenses and so on, is being bought by a health company called uh, AbbVie. Mm -hmm. um, and there's still a good 7 or 8% in terms of a, a margin close-up if, if and when they close the merger three or four months from now. Blinded by the sun there, Tim. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think of Allergan? I, I tell you what, if we look at the big biotech space, Allergan is a name that, that certainly I think has been more defensive. There's been, you know, there's been M&A talk, there's been pipeline talk, but if you look at their core pipeline, I, I think it's relatively under pressure. Look, the, 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 the valuations in this space and the balance sheets in this space give you a lot of defensive qualities, and I, I think that's what we're talking about. Just, I just want to add one thing on Allergan, though. If you buy the stock, you are buying the risk of the deal happening, right? Mm -hmm. The deal's not mm -hmm. closed yet. It's not going right. to close for several months. So two different investment things. One is the deal closing and you get two-thirds cash and about a third stock. So you are, do have a risk of the deal breaking. Then you might want to own the stock that you get in the merger, but the first part has to happen first. Thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think to Karen's point, the risk is if that deal for whatever hits the skids and you buy the stock now, then you have a definite problem. So you want to, your, to your point is, wait until if that, if that occurs, then you could wait and capture it on a discount. Correct. Well, I think if something bad's happened if the deal right. doesn't happen. But it's just to just be aware that that's the risk. If you like it for the merged entity, that's one thing. But you do have to buy the risk arbitrage risk in it first. And you got to wait and right. see if it you comes through and, yeah. and, and see. 
Uh, Bill yes, Gross, sir. Bill Gross is a stock mm-hmm. picker. Yeah, apparently, what, he should be. What's that that memory drug that we sell on these shows all Brevagen? the time? Brevagen. Brevagen. Sounds <laughs> like he should be buying a little right. Brevagen. No, they should. Uh, that hour did I leave my keys? Right. Just saying, Bill. <laughs> I know he's watching right now. We like Bill Gross. Yeah, we We're like just Bill. We're just making yeah, fun yeah, of him. No, that's all it. Good. Yeah, that's good right. for him. Uh, he he, uh, he likes the products there at, at Allergan. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you can see the full exclusive interview with Bill on our website. CNBC.com. Up next, I can't believe this show goes by so fast. Can't be time for final trades yet. What does it mean to be rich? Is it having more stories to share or time to give? Is it being able to keep your loved ones close or travel somewhere far away? At Edward Jones, we believe the key to being rich is knowing what counts. Your dedicated financial advisor will take a comprehensive approach to your financial strategy to help support what truly matters to you. EdwardJones.com slash findyourrich. Edward Jones, member SIPC. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. We've got more news on Boeing and Phil LeBeau has it. He's been pouring through several emails and he's in Chicago with the latest Phil. Tyler, these are copies of the emails that were sent by Boeing's former chief technical pilot. And we're not going to read all of them, but we are going to read one from November 3rd of 2016. Now, this is five months before the 737 MAX was certified. So they're in the process of working with regulators to get it certified. Mark Forkner says, things are calming down a bit for my airplane cert, meaning certification, at least for now. I'm doing a bunch of traveling, though... I'm doing a bunch of traveling, though the next few months, simulator validations, Jedi mind-tricking regulators into accepting the training that I got accepted by the FAA, etc. Guys, we should point out, we did talk with Mark Forkner's attorney, and he was emphatic in a response to us saying that Mark's career at the Air Force, the FAA, Boeing, was about safety. He would never put anyone in an unsafe plane. So... We see these documents coming now to Capitol Hill from the FAA. Dennis Mullenberg will be there in a couple of weeks. Um, story is developing, Tyler. It certainly is. Uh, and obviously one topic is whether Mr. Mullenberg uh, is long for this job. What do you think, uh, Phil? Too hard to predict. I mean, they have split the job of chairman and CEO. He remains Very CEO. Recently. Yeah, and David Calhoun, they did this just last week. David Calhoun, who was lead director at Boeing, has been on the board since 2009. He now becomes non-executive chairman. But I think that he he even said in a statement he expects to be active, and the board has taken on a more active role, especially as the company is trying to assure regulators and the folks in Washington that safety is a priority. So... It's too. It, there's no way for me to, to prognosticate the future of Dennis Mullenberg at Boeing. But clearly, these documents and the exchange between the FAA and Boeing, and by the way, Dennis Mullenberg and the FAA administrator did talk this afternoon. There's no way, though, of knowing exactly uh, what his status is day to day at Boeing. 
All right, Phil. Uh, any final thoughts here on Boeing before we get to final trades? It's kind of strange how it still even today holds in with the news that we just heard about it. So it was, to Guy's point, it was moving sideways for the last, for the most recent past, for the last couple of days or, or months. And now you start to see this headline again risk, and it still holds in. I, it makes me scratch well, my head. It's down 25. This is as big of a move as we've seen. No? Yeah, but I, but I mean, when you look at it on a chart, like this is... This should Over have been time. decimated. Yeah. Yeah. This should have been decimated if it was any other stock. All right, let's go around the horn for our final trades. Tim, you get to go first. We'll keep it short and sweet. Intel's underperformed the semis. I realize it's diversified. That's why I want to own it. INTC. INTC. Karen. Yeah, I like the home builder space, but here's a little different one. Resi, which was spun out of Honeywell. They make those thermostats, security. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's cool. <laughs> All right. I, I bought a stock in the last couple of days. I've, I've been trying to buy these stocks that have been overly beaten up. Spirit Airlines, ticker symbol SAVE, has zero, zero Zero exposure to the max. This is where I am. I'm staying in this one. Guy, what happened to Lady Gaga? I, you know yeah. what? That, that's why I asked, Tyler. You set it up there. For you put it on a, a, a surprise you here. And now it's gone. And did you hurt yourself when you fell off? No, it wasn't me. Oh. <laughs> it wasn't me. That Gardner was, Denver, GDI, and earnings next Denver. week. All right. Do we have any more Gaga? I no. guess not. No more time that's for Gaga. It. You that's saw her fall. That does it for Fast Money. Options action is up next. Don't go anywhere. See you there. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.